Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. On top of all of those things that the guy with the voice just told you that I am, maybe the most important is I'm here. I'm back. What's up? Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Sunday, Senior. I can't remember. It's been a couple weeks. A little bit of of the illness. We'll talk about it. I'm fine. I'm healthy. Uh, no, those of you that rode, I'm not actually allergic to D-Cell. I was just, I was sick, but it's great to be back. It's even good to see Pretty Daddy. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Pretty Daddy. Good morning, Bill. Happy Monday to you. It is so good that you are back. I'm hyped up for this week. I'll give everybody about 20 minutes, just a little update on where in the hell I've been. And I got a story about a cowboy, small C, not the kind that lose in games against good teams, an actual cowboy in Vegas, a gentleman in a cowboy hat, his wife, two Uber drivers who got in a fist fight in front of me, and how people from sort of different walks of American life can come together. So the good cowboys, not the team that plays in the NFL in Dallas story coming up in about 20 minutes. We'll talk about what has been a fading and souring AFC We'll get into Tom's favorite topic, how there are apparently, I mean, I don't understand it, but he sent me an email, 11 guys on the Niners who should be the MVP simultaneously. So we'll get into that. I don't know, maybe we'll do a what to sell. I don't know if we'll have time. we got to get into Chip Kelly having, I think, a pretty, well, first of all, a candid conversation. Siliqui will play it for you, rant, whatever you want to call it, on the state of college football and where it should be going. It's also smart, and it's interesting. We'll talk about that. We'll ask Ryan Harris about that and other things. We'll hit some NFL with Ryan, longtime former NFL player. It's been, I mean, I've done buy or sell a week ago, a week and a half ago. I just don't remember it because I was trying to work when I was ill. So uh, I'm just excited to buy whatever silly questions Pretty Daddy comes up with. We've got Monday. What? we got no Monday Night Football. Your questions are silly. Silly in a good way. Throwing your, he really got dressed up for me today. He's wearing a, he's not, he's not dressed up. He's in a black hoodie. Tom sent me a lot of notes that said stay away. I mean, it was a really, it was a double, it was a double bang. It was a double hurt. Uh, Look, some things stay the same, whether I'm here hosting or not, whether I'm out because guys are filling in, the the sun comes up every morning, right? Unfortunately, and we're getting to that point where you got to think about it, taxes are a recurring reality of, of life. Uh, the birds and the bees keep the cycle of life happening, and the Cowboys can't beat actual teams that even approximate good squads, good football teams. Forget outstanding. Forget amazing. The entire time that I was sick, and again, I had, I had pneumonia, I had a fever, whatever. It wasn't great. I'm glad I'm better. But I was kind of in a dreamlike state. I was out of it. And there was all this coverage I was trying to keep up with in my in my sort of my bed. Cowboys are the real deal. And I remember thinking, 
am I ill? Am I in an alternate universe? What is happening? And it's good to be back in full health and for the Cowboys to do me the service and do you the courtesy of reminding all of us exactly who they are. They're losers, okay? I'm sorry, Cowboys fans. Don't be mad. You can call and yell at me, 855-212-4CBS. Yes, I know Jalen Brunson had 50 points over the weekend. How do I know? Got a bunch of... Tweets from Knicks fans, we gotcha. This one I feel pretty good about. I still feel good about the Brunson one, too. I feel pretty good. The Cowboys aren't the real deal, and you saw it yesterday, not just in a, in a, in a key loss to the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. And, and Buffalo dominated that football game. Only the Cowboys, only the Cowboys could make the Bills look like the team that has a championship window from two or three years ago. Buffalo able to beat a Kansas City Chiefs team in a close game where the Chiefs were, as you know, a week ago, completely hosed, or maybe not hosed, on, on, a, on a call that brings back an amazing play. But, but the Bills in that game look like what they are, right? Good team with a floor that's too low and a ceiling that's not high enough, but dangerous if you don't play your best version. Yesterday, Buffalo looked like Super Bowl contenders because that's what the Dallas Cowboys do against good teams. They make them look better than they actually are. And this was a really big game. There's three left now for Dallas because control of that singular home field advantage slot in the NFC, remember one in the NFC, one in the AFC, now it's somewhat out of their control. They need a bunch of help. They need a bunch of teams to win, to lose, and, and other things to happen. And it's critical because, looks at notes, Dallas this year... 10-4 10-4 and four at home, 3-4 and four on the road. And the only teams they've beaten this year that are above 500, that are actually winning football teams, the only teams, plural, is singular. It was that win against Philadelphia. It was a good win, but it's not enough to make them into a contender. And if you want to get really generous, because Tommy over here, pretty daddy, wants to put the pretty in everything today. He's happy. He's, I think he's glad that I'm back. He's in a good mood. Congratulations to the Dallas Cowboys. You also beat the literally mediocre, very basic, not incredible, 500, I think they're 7-7, seven and seven, Los Angeles Rams. The epitome of win against replacement, if that were a stat for a football team instead of a player. They are basic, and they have also lost to the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott is unreliable. In the first half, he forgot to show up. He forgot to play. He wasn't there. He's like Jalen Hurts, who's sick and is going to Seattle tonight for the game and flew in a separate plane. Only Dak wasn't sick, didn't fly on a separate plane. And unlike the questionable nature of Hurts tonight for Philly, Prescott actually played. I don't even know what he threw for in the first half. It might have been 43 yards. Whatever it was, it was paltry. I do know. See, it was a little like slipping it in because it was so bad. It was paltry. It was ugly. It wasn't very good. It wasn't very impressive. And I, and I love how these guys, do you ever have a fight with, let me talk about my wife. You ever have a fight with your wife where, let me think of something here. Let's just, for the sake of making something up, your wife won't clean the house and she won't feed your aged cat that she took to the vet and spent a bunch of money on to get the verdict you already knew was coming, and she won't take the kids around when you're sick, and she basically is, is not feeling like doing anything, right? And, and you hold it in, and you hold it in, and then you get really mad, and she says, I know, honey, I'm sorry, you're mad I didn't do the dishes last night. And then you lose it, because you're like, I'm not mad about the dishes. I'm mad about the 50 things, the dishes are one of the things. Stop deflecting. That's the Cowboys, Okay. That's the Cowboys. There are 50 things you could point to that make them problematic. They don't win playoff games. Going back to and including Tony Romo, they don't win big games. They look like a contender every single year, and every single year they start to fade in December, and they lose unceremoniously at some point in the playoffs in January, and it's over. And they point like, yeah, we've we got to get the defense going. No, you don't have to get the, we got to get the offense figured out. You know, i got to be better on third down. Or in this case, I gotta be, the, road's, the road isn't the problem. 
The road is a symptom of the problem. Like the dishes are a symptom of the problem. Like pretty daddy being mad at everybody at the office is a symptom of the problem. Like me working one day in the last three months is a symptom of the problem. In that case, literally, the problem was pneumonia. The problem with the Cowboys is that they're losers when it matters most. And so it, I'm not sure what I found more painful. The uninspired, oh my God, this is what it's like when we play a, by the way, the Bills aren't a great team, a good team reality that smacked the Cowboys in the face. I don't know if it's harder to watch that football game or to listen post-game to Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, like a wife you love who's trying to blame whatever marital issues you have at the moment on one little dish on, 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 on just the road play. Here is Dak Prescott pretending the only issue with the Cowboys was they were in Buffalo. It's a huge difference. Um, and, and really, that's it, what the, this next week of preparation and, and honestly these next couple of weeks are about is, is figuring out what that, that difference is and trying to close that gap. Uh, obviously, we'd love to come out, start like we play at home, produce like we do at home, uh, but that just hadn't been the case. We've got to find out what, what those answers are and uh, try to close that, close that gap. And we, just, we can't be those two different of a team's. You know what I mean? Uh, winning, winning like we do at home against obviously a good team last week and then come out here today and uh, just don't get anything done. Dak, I got good news and I got bad news. I know you said you, um, Dak Prescott there, you can't be two different teams. The good news is you're not. You're one team, which is a bad team, or at least a mediocre team. They're the Buffalo Bills. They're just in the NFC. There's not a big difference. I guess there is a difference. The Bills had a window. The Cowboys have never had a window and probably won't ever with Dak Prescott we got to figure out the gap. Yeah, the gap between you and the team everybody says you are and the team you actually are. We can break down the game. We can break down the stats. We can get all the X's and O's. But the reality is the moment you looked at the schedule and you knew that they were going to go and play a Buffalo team that is fighting for its, not even life, its respectability, its coaches under fire. Again, I think for Buffalo that championship window has closed. Josh Allen has regressed, if that's a possible thing, from a top two or three quarterback to a guy trying to prove he still belongs in that conversation potentially. I don't think the Bills are a championship contender. To be fair to the Bills, nobody outside of Baltimore in the AFC looks ready to stake a claim to that, and the Chiefs have certainly taken 15 steps backwards. So it's not that Buffalo is a bad team or that they're not a real challenge. The problem with Buffalo is, like every team that's played Buffalo this year, some good ones that have lost, some good ones that have won, it is a, it is a fine challenge. It is not the starkest of challenges. And the Cowboys didn't just lose. They abdicated any responsibility, any effort, any sign of excellence the entire first half offensively. They became immediately the Cowboys, what people like me, you'll call them doubters, I'll call them those who see it accurately, have seen all year. Absolute and total pretenders. And it wasn't just Dak Prescott getting on the, well, you know, the road is where our gap is. No, your, your, your gap is against good football teams. That's your gap. Easy schedule, you win those games. Tough schedule, even even a little bit of difficulty thrown into the recipe and it goes sour. Mike McCarthy, everybody's celebrating. See, I knew he was a great coach. Please hold your horses. Love that expression. Because McCarthy also wanted to come to the podium like when I'm mad at my wife. Or my wife's mad at me. Maybe I didn't do the dishes. You know what I'm saying? Let's turn it around and try to act like the Cowboys' main problem is the fact that they're just going to work on, on, their, on their issues on the road. It's a gap. It's part of my message. Um, you know, I, I just... You know, we, we play so well at home, and there's and there's just too big of a gap in our road games. Yeah, we're, we're conscious of it. We've we'll, um, got a long flight home to, to continue to talk about it, think about it. Got a long flight home. We get on the plane. I'm going to mind the gap. Because if I, but if I get on a train, especially, I'm going to mind the gap. You see how many times McCarthy and Dak before him said gap? 
Way to go. The PR staff is better on the road than the actual Dallas Cowboys players. What we're going to do is we're going to say there's a gap. It's a, it's a ga- that's, the, that's the thing. Dak's going to use the word gap. McCarthy's going to use the word gap. If it wasn't, what is it, 7-11 in the morning my time. Might be 10-11 in the East Coast. I understand 9-11 if you're in the central time zone where I'm from. We would do a drinking game around the word gap, and we would see whether or not Tom could finish the show. But it's morning, and it's radio. I'm not really allowed to do that. I shouldn't do it in the morning, and I haven't been, I haven't been well, so I shouldn't be drinking, so we're not going to do it. But give me a break on this gap garbage. The Cowboys are who we have told you they were and who they have told you they are. And by the way, not just this year. Last year and the year before and the year before that, we've done so many segments on this. They are an illusion. They are a team that puts together a pretty solid record against bad teams, and then eventually reality comes in the form of good football teams. And and not to, to break news to you, not to bring this early in the morning on Monday some revelatory thought that's so overwhelmingly insightful you can't function as you go about your hopefully last week before some vacation. But in the playoffs, see how this works, when they call down to fewer teams – all the teams are somewhere between the Rams, mediocre at worst, and the Ravens, whoever you want to point to if you want to go to the NFC, obviously the Niners, as the high watermark. My point is, it's good football teams in the playoffs, if you can get there. And obviously Dallas is going to get there. It's good football teams in the postseason. Even if Dallas is at home, they're going to regress to who they are. And they may not be, because they lost this game. They abdicated this game. And their next game, by the way, with the, the gap they have, is at Miami. Another AFC team that's kind of up and down. It's hard to put a finger on them. Are they contenders? Are they pretenders? It's hard to say. All I know is if Miami was in the NFC, they'd be a better version of the Dallas Cowboys. I believe in them certainly more than I believe in Dallas. Dallas is not for real. Do not believe it. Do not buy it. It is great to be back on the air. Thank you, Dak Prescott, for reminding me the gap between who you guys look like and who you actually are. Gap, 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 gap. 855-2124-CBS. Cowboys fans, Cowboy Nation, you want to call and you want to defend them, give it to me. It's fine. I want to hear it. And by the way, wasting some talented football players and excellent defense, I don't think Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is such an interesting football player. And I think there are comps to certainly the NBA, guys who are great but can't handle the pressure. It's harder to make these comps in baseball because not every team makes the postseason, and it's hard to see over the long run one guy's impact on a postseason run. But I do think, sorry, I think Clayton Kershaw is a pretty good example. There are guys who are outstanding individually, who are obviously gifted, who work hard, who have massive talent, who over long sample sizes, and over long sample sizes I mean lots of games that, that don't matter in the same way with the same weight as at the end of seasons, who are outstanding. And that's certainly Dak Prescott was one of the favorites to be MVP earlier in the year. I told you this before I got sick, so two, three weeks ago, that you'd be setting your money on fire. He's no longer the favorite. It's going to probably be Brock Purdy, but I don't want to get a hold of myself because Tommy Diesel, Pretty Daddy, thinks that 11, I'm sorry, he's putting this in, 14. Uh, guys in the Niners should be the MVP, should all tie or something. I don't know. We're going to get into it. I'm excited about it. The point is Dak Prescott plays like an MVP when it's not that difficult and there's not that much pressure. This is who he is. It's who he's always been. And that alone is enough reason not to believe in Dallas. You have to have a quarterback who can take it to the promised land. And Dak Prescott, at least as a player, is the snake oil salesman who sells his fans on a perfect cure that's him. And it turns out he's nothing but an empty vessel. He's not the guy. He's not it. All right, now I'm done. 855-212-4CBS. Call. Say hi. Say what's up. Defend the Cowboys. Go after them. Whatever you want to do. We'll take your phone calls. Twitter. Sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. That's me at Pretty Daddy CBS. Uh, we got to get into Tom's theory of the MVP. We want to talk about the AFC kind of 
crumbling before us, and I've got a story. I actually think it's a sweet story, but it's an interesting story about Uber drivers and people fighting each other and the rodeo in Vegas and, and two different sort of parts of America coming together. It was pretty beautiful, and we'll talk about it next here on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Writer Than You. In sports, if you're like a super successful dude, every day after your work you have to sit down in front of a microphone and have some guy who's not rich be like, I'm Bill Ryder, and you suck. What do you think? I'm sure it's annoying. Too bad, man. It's part of the job. I'm so over hearing Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, who I like, complain about the criticism. Welcome to your job, dude. Get over it. On CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, you losers. What's up? Welcome back. Not you guys. Those guys. Not those guys either. What kind of? What's going on? Uh, good to be back. My, I've been off the air quite a bit the last few weeks, and... Um, my wife, Lori, sent me a little note, said, hey, how, how's it great feel to be back on the air? And I'm like, great, I love you. Just made funny and talked about you on the air. And I just got a you know, little smiley face, or not a smiley, little grumpy face with a question mark. Yeah. Hey, it's like you said, some things never change. Some things never. Hi, Tommy. Hey there, Bill. All right, so here's where I've been. I know I was on vacation over the Thanksgiving break, and then I basically haven't been here. I think I, I, I snuck in a couple days. I had turn, I was sick. I tried to work through it. Those of you who listen every day probably heard my voice was a little scratchy. Uh, turned out, hashtag I'm stupid, hashtag listen to your doctors, hashtag go to the doctor. I had a really bad case of pneumonia, and it was pretty awful, but I feel much better. I'm better. Uh, very, very, very appreciative of CBS to let me take last week off. Um, don't know that I love how how happy Tom was. Pretty daddy, you were about it. You you're celebrating. Don't come back. Take I don't your time. Know what this you're is great. About it. I didn't say any of those things out loud. This is great. I think. Well, when you text them with with hearts and smiley faces, <laughs> it's good not to have you. Uh, but I feel better. I'm happy to be back. I do want to tell a story about uh, about being in Vegas. I was in Vegas for the NBA in season tournament. Uh, did not realize how sick I was. Probably should have. 
And I, I usually stay at this, this property, Tom, that's off the strip a little bit. I know you don't know Vegas. It's behind the wind. It's a Marriott property. Is one of our sponsors. I'm a big Marriott guy. And it's usually very quiet, off the strip, nice restaurant. Nobody's there. It's next to the convention center. It's great. Right? I don't want to be in a casino when I'm working. Uh, did you know that when the rodeo comes to Vegas that it's like the Super Bowl? Did you know this? I, I'm not a rodeo guy. I, I'm not no, a, I, too, am not a rodeo guy. The rodeo is in town. And so I showed up. And it was there were cowboy hats everywhere. There were folks everywhere. Now this is my sort of my granddad's world, right? My granddad was a cattle buyer and and had a cowboy hat, wore a cowboy hat, but it's not my world. And it was a sort of a culture difference. And I, I um turned out you couldn't get Ubers. It would be an hour to get an, so I was an hour to get an Uber. I couldn't get to the arena. It was a whole nightmare car. So I walk outside, Tom. Just tell you like how we're all kind of just Americans, even if you know we come from different parts of the country. And um and there is my Ubers. Do you ever have the thing where you, you order the Uber and it drives the opposite direction on purpose yep. to get you to cancel to get the fee? Yeah. Yeah. I always felt like it was on purpose as well. So I'm instant messaging my guy like, hey, bro, I see you. I'm not canceling. And oh, he's just, just like. aggressive out of the gate. I like Well, that. I'm like, hey, where are, you, where are you going? You're going the wrong way. And he's like, he's just driving the opposite direction. And I just finally like, hey, man, I'm not going to cancel. You're not going to, like, you're going to have to come pick me up. I'm not canceling. And so I'm outside and it is a cluster of cars in front of this hotel. And this hotel is not prepared we're next to the convention center the rodeo is happening think about if you booked a quiet hotel next to the super bowl as the super bowl was happening that's what the traffic was like and an uber driver to i walk out and there's a gentleman probably 60 year old in a cowboy hat next to me in jeans and i'm in i mean i'm not hip but i'm trying to be i'm in my like sports coat with my new jeans and my like white sneakers that are popping right because i gotta go to the game popping tom and uh, we're, we're different. We have, we have, we're popping, Tom. We got different styles. Okay? He's I don't got a even big know what that means. He's Your got a belt. Shoes are popping. Popping. He's got a belt buckle. I'm trying to remember if I'm supposed to wear a belt with with with. with I can't remember the style. I don't, I'm not a style guy. Okay, so but whatever. And two Uber drivers are screaming at each other. And one guy goes to punch the other guy, and the guy jumps in his car. The guy in the Uber driver in the front. So the they both have Teslas. So the Uber driver in the back punches his window as hard as he can, and everyone goes. <gasps> so then. The Uber driver in the front pulls forward and then backs up as fast as he can to hit the Uber driver behind him at full speed. But he doesn't see a woman because there's people everywhere cut between the two cars. He would have T-boned her. He would have taken her legs out. I mean, it would have been a serious, like, that guy's going to prison. Except the apparently the Uber, not the Uber, the Tesla technology stopped the car immediately. It was insane. So I turn to this cowboy. I go, holy bleep. And he goes, you don't see that every day. And I go, I've never seen that any day. <laughs> and we strike up this conversation, and he's like, all right. We talked for like five minutes. Nice guys. Well, I got to – and I'm talking real fast. You probably can't understand half the words I'm saying. I went to order groceries yesterday, and the woman's like, what would you say? I said, can I, can I have paper bags, please, because I talk too fast. This guy very courteously pretending he can understand what I'm saying. I'm going to slow down here on the radio. And he goes, well, that's my Uber. Me and the missus got to go. And I go, oh, you, your Uber's here. He's like, yeah, it's it right there. I'm like, I said, I can't get my Uber. My Uber's driving the wrong way. I go, where are you going? He's like, we're going to the Vidara, which is right next to the Aria, Tom. And the Aria, you can walk to the arena that I need to go to. I go, hey, can I catch a ride? And he looks at me and he goes, get in, young fella. So I get into the front seat. The wife's back there. She's like, who the hell is this guy? We're trying to make small talk, right? Cause we don't... And then I'm like, where are you folks from? He's like, I'm from Arkansas. I'm like, where? He's like, Little Rock. 
And I go, I lived in Little Rock. I love, and we had this amazing conversation, completely bonded. I learned a lot about the rodeo. He learned a lot about the NBA. It was pretty. I tried to pay for the Uber. He's like, no, you got to pay it forward instead. So when I left, when I left my hotel, I had like seventeen free drink coupons. They gave me all these free drink coupons because I'm a Marriott special guy, right? But I couldn't drink because I was sick. So I got in the elevator, and you know, no one talks in the elevator. Because I remember this guy saying, pay it forward. So I go, hey, everybody. I have my mask on because I'm sick. Hey, everybody. Everybody wants some free drinks. And two ladies go. She goes, she just got her MB from, I don't know where, Harvard or somewhere. I go, here's 17 drinks. And she said, I'm going to use them. That's my story, Tom. America coming together Look from you. L.A. to the East Coast to Arkansas. Making friends everywhere you go. You got a new buddy from Arkansas. You made you guy, His name was Bill. It's a very common name. Is it? It's a common name of nice people now. I don't know. I only know one Bill. He's also from Iowa, like I am. You only know one other Bill? Yeah. Well, I guess I know. Well, do I know any other Bills? I was going to say I know Bill Medina, but his name's Mark Medina. Yeah. Oh, I know Bill Orem. <laughs> I don't know who's who. I don't know if you could say you know Mark Medina now. <laughs> I know. That was terrible. <laughs> Sorry, Mark covers the NBA for various outlets. No. How many Bills do you know? Well, does it count if like, it so William, does that count? I mean, you know your own kid. You named him after me. Yeah, so William. Yeah, but there's another guy in the office named Will. Who? Uh, uh, well, you know, we, we, we call him Billy. Oh, Billy. I do yeah. know that guy. Yeah. He's a sweet guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. All right. This is a great talk. A lot of sports in, in this segment. Um, the AFC has become an absolute. I, I suppose Baltimore has have acquitted themselves impressively, and, and they remain the cream of the crop. I, I probably... um. But trying to hold off on selling stock, if you will, in the Chiefs. But man, they they've played with their food. They they're probably a lesser of a team by about nine percent as a, as a squad. And Patrick Mahomes has become human, fallible. He had a couple interceptions over the weekend, even though they won that game against a let's be honest, a bad Patriots team. I know I shouldn't say these words because it'll just it'll come back to bite me, but I no longer have any confidence that the Chiefs are going to reassert themselves as the cream of the crop in the AFC, let alone the NFL, let alone the AFC. And with that being the case, it's hard to kind of know, Tom, who to believe in. The Dolphins are 10-4 and four and still have a really interesting route forward, and they've got the Cowboys at home next, so they'll be 11-4. and four, So that's kind of like what you like to call a lock. Buffalo has won a couple really big games. When you looked at the schedule, you thought, okay, they've got the Chiefs, they've got the Cowboys. It's going to be really hard for them to win both of those games. They've obviously done that. They barely beat the Chiefs, but they did. And they, as we talked about, dominated Dallas. But I, I just, I can't, I can't get there. I, I, I mean, Baltimore seems like the real deal. Every other team in the AFC North, and we thought that would be a formidable division, has, has crumbled from injuries. Everybody's been hurt. Every quarterback has been banged up other than, other than Baltimore's. And I suppose Jacksonville is still a team that that has some kind of upside, but but they have lost. I think it's where they lost three in a row now. They have not been very 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 good. Am I supposed to believe in the Broncos? I get a lot of a flack for for doubting Sean Payton. I I don't. It's the AFC has 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 gone sour, and I I I still think for me the Ravens have a lot to prove in the postseason. I, I've covered sports long enough. And I've bet on them enough. And that's two very different ways to see the world. doesn't make it always accurate, but when you put your own money on sports, you start to see things in a very unique way. 
and I've done that for years. And when you cover the sport and cover these sports, which I've done, you see them in a unique way. And I'm, I'm a huge believer, and I'm sure this bleeds into the show all the time, that the ability for human beings to operate under pressure and under the spotlight and under expectation and all of those things is real. And that postseason play and certain games that mean something at the end of the year are a different level of test. And it's just a, it's a real fact. The Ravens have not passed that test for me under Lamar Jackson. They just haven't. And I remember, and maybe it's not really recency bias, but is the most recent memory of them being excellent. I remember in a 16-game regular season, when they were, I think it was 14-2, and two, and they were the cream of the crop, and Lamar Jackson won the MVP, and they just weren't able to be, he wasn't able to be at the level that was necessary come the postseason. And so my doubts about the Ravens doesn't mean I don't think they can do it. I don't know. I'm just not willing to put a lot of confidence in them. Means, Tom, I have absolutely zero idea in the AFC who I believe in. Zero. Right now, it's Baltimore by default as the best but, team in the AFC. And I said they're 11-3. and three. Like, Diesel, how could you say it's by default? They're no, not, by default. They haven't been super impressive. Even last night, beating a Jacksonville team who, Trevor Lawrence, two more fumbles. He's in they concussion. Look they look terrible. Yeah, they, they look, look terrible. And that was still kind of a game in the second half. Miami... A lot like Dallas. Give me has, Miami, I think, actually. Has not proved they can beat good football teams just like Dallas. And, and the road is an issue. Yes. and They're a little over 500. We're not having the conversation that we've had the last five years, whether you're taking Kansas City or the field. They're not the same team. They're just not. If it's not, all right, I have two questions for you. I'm going to start with the second question first, and I'll answer to it. If it's not the Ravens, who do you take? I'm actually going to take Miami with, by the way, very little confidence in any of these answers. If you can't take the Ravens, you got to pick one team in the AFC. Who are you taking? I'm going to go against everything I just said, but I'll, bet on, I'll bet on Patrick Mahomes to figure it out. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I... It's not the I same get, offense. It's just, it's just not. We even saw yesterday a little bit of frustration sitting on the bench from Patrick Mahomes after one of those Eric the enemy. We need to have an Eric the enemy conversation. Isn't that wild? Point. It's yeah, wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, okay, if you could take the Ravens, would you take them? I wouldn't. I don't trust them in the playoffs. No, I'm going to do and the same thing. No. They're they're winning games, but they're not largely not decisively. I'll say this. They don't look like the Niners on the eye test. And the Niners also went through the rough patch. And people talked about this October, November, when you want to go through that rough patch, when they were missing some guys. Teams can sometimes flip that script, but it feels... It feels like we're getting into the part of the season where teams are who they are. And if, if not, we're very, very close to that. You want to be hitting on all cylinders, I think, by week in a 17-game season, 15-16. Week 15, week 16, that's kind of where you want to see and, and know who you are. Now, some of this is because the Bengals don't have Joe Burrow and the Browns have obviously been racked with injuries and the Colts, who have been interesting, aren't a real contender. And the, I mean, the Texans are a fascinating football team, but... I. And they have a really, really exciting young quarterback, but it's too soon. They're not going to, I don't think, be the the real deal. And, and the team that's the second-best team in AFC West is a Broncos team that's won a bunch of games. and They, they just lost, but they, they're obviously on a tear after a really rough start. But it's hard for me to believe that they're going to be any kind of contender. So the teams that are emerging aren't good enough. The teams that are hanging in there aren't good enough. And the teams that are supposed to be the, the groups that challenge teams like Buffalo and Kansas City and I say Buffalo very, very generously, and, and, and Baltimore ha- have been racked with injury. I mean, that's – there's just not a lot to choose from. All right, I didn't get to your Niners thing. I know you're really into well, – you know, we'll do it in the next segment. Even though I want to talk Chip Kelly, 
We're going to give you a little topic. We're going to what to, do you want what to sell it or just a straight topic? What are you feeling? You know I'm ready for what to sell. Oh, my God, I can't wait. It's been too long. It's great to be back. Uh, Pretty Daddy was pushing a topic, and we're going to give him an opportunity to make uh, that Pretty Daddy 14-14 MVP candidates on the Niners, uh, one of the cornerstones of the show. We'll also talk Chip Kelly's really interesting rant and idea about college football. So we've got a solution for college football in the direction it's going and a what to sell coming up after we get a CBS Sports Radio update. I'm the one and only Marco Belletti. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to Writer Than You. Those poor folks who put all their money into horse-drawn carriages and said, don't worry, this Henry Ford doesn't know what he's talking about. Same thing for cab drivers currently in New York. We'll pay for the medallion. That's a very similar vibe to what's going on with people who said, don't worry, the running back's indispensable. On CBS Sports Radio. I mean, who doesn't walk around the earth feeling bad for people who invested in horse-drawn carriages, Tom? You know what I'm saying? You, you picking up and putting down? <laughs> Always. Always. You know how they say life comes at you fast? Technology comes at you faster. And just to give you a little insight into that, you can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Can I tell you something weird? Can I just tell you something weird? I'm going to tell you something weird. You ready? Is it about you? Yes. Then it's definitely weird. I had a very vivid dream last night that I was on a bus with Jim Rome. Okay. And his staff, and his staff were there. Although Tom DiBenedetto, his executive producer, used to executive produce this show, uh, was there. And I think everybody else was just made-up people. Although he, Tom was sitting in Dave Whalen's old seat. Dave Whalen used to be there. So I guess that guy wasn't in the dream, but he was. This, and Jim and I talked radio. And it was very intense, very vivid. I'm on the Jim Rome. For some reason, they, were not, they did a bus. And then they went to the office. But Jim kept going. He dropped us off, and then he just kept going with the bus. Were there any conversations on said bus? Um, that might give yeah, more can't, insight into the dream. A, well, Jim and I were discussing, like, radio. Jim's given me a lot of advice over the course of my career, 
when I mostly when I did the TV show with him because we'd sit next to each other and after a certain point I think he decided that I wasn't a total loser and that would give me some great advice. So I, I think it was that <laughs> coming back in the dream. Only a semi loser. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I'm not going to pretend I'm a Hall of Famer. I mean, let's. Uh, by the way, thank you to Phil in Stratford. Thank you to that guy. Thank you to many of you who are on the old call it X yet on the old Twitter X thing. Uh, it's good to be. It's good to be back. Speaking of which, this isn't really a what to sell, but it just made me laugh how much Tom really wanted to talk about this. So we're going to let him do it in a 40 second version of what to sell. All right, Bill, I don't think there's any debate here. The San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the entire NFL. Case closed. All of it. Clinched the NFC West yesterday. They've won six straight games after you mentioned last segment. They did have a three-game losing streak this season. They have got things turned around. I'm going to read you off a few stats here from yesterday. Hit me. Christian McCaffrey, 23 total touches yesterday, 187 yards from scrimmage, three touchdowns. Their quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, 242 yards yesterday, four touchdowns, no interceptions in their win over Arizona. Purdy's third game this season of at least four touchdowns and no picks. It's the third time he's done it. Nobody else in the NFL has done it more than once. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, pick an MVP. It's Purdy. It's McCaffrey. You can make a case for Debo Samuel if you wanted to. I know he's had some injury issues. And... I just thought of this one on the fly. If you want to tweak it a little bit from most valuable player to most valuable person, head coach Kyle Shanahan might be the most valuable person oh, in the entire the NFL. You're changing the award. They're the best team. The MVP has to be on that roster. Has to be. How many quarterbacks, you don't, you don't have to name them, how many quarterbacks in the NFL would have this level of success if they had been a niner from the start of their career? Probably, probably, that are currently in the NFL, it's probably somewhere between five to seven. Yeah, I was going to go 10 or 11 or 12. I think you have to have the the right mindset, right? Like like Russell Wilson wanting to get out of Seattle because he wanted to prove. But if he, in an alternate universe, if he had come in under Shanahan, like you're, you're, you're raised under Shanahan, like Purdy had the advantage of being. I think Russell Wilson, Matt, Matthew Stafford, you know, obviously, like he's a little older now, a little, but but I, it, I'm not taking anything away from Purdy. I'm just agreeing with your Shanahan take. Most valuable By the way, person. To your Debo point, are you ready? I'm looking at it right now. I want you. I I I, I thought I knew the answer, and I I did. Would you like to guess how many games the Niners have lost this year when Debo has played? I'm going to say one. It is one. It is that game against Cleveland when he had a single target. I believe that's the game he got injured. Are you with me? The MVP has to be from this team. It has to be from this franchise. Yeah, what are the betting odds say? I mean, is Dak still in the mix? Like, I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't give it to Dak Prescott. I, I think this, I think according to Caesars, two has got a shot. Tyreek's got a shot. Dak okay. is still number two. Okay. Lamar Jackson, number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, number four. Where are the Dolphins? Because the Dolphins can still win the AFC. I believe Tua is six right now. I mean, I would probably go Tyreek over over Tua. I think that's a smart call. Christian McCaffrey's probably the right pick, but Purdy, 
it's interesting because Purdy obviously was a lesser version of himself when he did not have some of those weapons, Debo in particular. When they lost those three games in a row, Debo had a total of two targets over those three losses. Two in the game where he got hurt, and then which they lost to Cleveland, then obviously the, the other losses to Minnesota and Cincinnati, I think, were the teams that they lost to. We're not bad teams at the time. All right, do we have a close on what to tell? We don't, do we? We do not. Uh, obviously, college football is in a very strange place. We're going to an expanded playoff from 4 to 12 teams next year. There are conferences that are crumbling. The Pac-12 is now the Pac-2, literally the Pac-2. Those two programs now control the Pac-12, uh, as according to um, a decision that came down, I think, on Friday. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Chip Kelly, head coach here where I'm sitting in L.A. at UCLA, who's a smart guy, who's an arrogant guy, and I mean arrogant as a compliment, not as a put-down, had a rant at a press conference, but I thought was a really insightful and honest perspective on where things are going and where things should go if we can just speed it up. I think football should be separate from the other sports. Just the fact that our school is leaving to go to the Big Ten in football, our our softball team should be playing Arizona in softball. Our basketball team should be playing Arizona in basketball. But because football left, and they say, well, how do you do that? Well, Notre Dame's independent in football, and they're in a conference and everything else. I think we should all be independent in football. And you can have a 64-team conference that's in the Power Five, and you can have a 64-team conference in the Group of Five, and we separate it, and we play each other. You can have the West Coast teams, and then every year we play seven games against the West Coast teams, and then we play the East. So we play Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt, West Virginia, Virginia. Then the next year you play against the South while you still play your seven teams. You can play a seven-game schedule. You can play four against another conference, another division opponent, and you can always play against one Mountain West team every year so that we can still keep those rivalries going. Not that I've really thought about this. <laughs> Not that I've a lot of spent time on this. But I think if you went together collectively as a group and said there's 132 teams and we all share, in the, same ter- we all share the same TV contract so that the Mountain West doesn't have one and the Sun Belt doesn't have another and SEC has one and they have another, that we all go together, that's a lot of games, and there's a lot of people in the TV world that would go through it. You can sponsor each one. Instead of calling it Group of Five and Power Five, you can call it Amazon, Nike, bid that out to things. You can do a lot of different things. But I think if we still do the same thing and take all that money, and I would do this, and I think this needs to be done, that money now needs to be shared with the student-athletes, and there needs to be revenue sharing, and the players should get paid, and you can get rid of NLI, and the schools should be paying the players because the players are what the product is. And the fact that they don't get paid – is really the biggest travesty. Hard to argue with any of that, in part because the direction that generally he's describing the sport is heading, and this would steer the iceberg in a direction that I think is as safe and as palpable, palatable, excuse me, for fans, universities, as possible. And the Nike, Amazon thing is, right, like, Odyssey, hope we get on the mix. I mean, it's it, it, it's smart. How much money would Nike pay to sponsor the the Nike SEC division? Or, to Chip Kelly's point, the Amazon Pac-2 division. Maybe be Pac-12 again. Or West Coast division, or whatever the hell you're going to call it. I, I like it, Tom. The problem becomes, I think, in executing this, beyond the fact that these things never happen in a way that's thoughtful, they happen in a way that's, it's a revolution. It is a it is a sports revolution. It's going to happen in fits and starts and, and shocks and surprises and bursts of news and then slow boil. But is, is the need for different people to want to control it? 
people in Indianapolis, the NCAA, they're going to want to control the outcome. And the SEC is going to want to control the outcome. And the Big Ten, which is really feeling pretty strong, is going to want to control the outcome. And whichever other conferences are out there that think that they're going to survive or have a chance to be in that mix of the SEC and the Big Ten to be around in five years is a long time, two years, five years, ten years, the Big 12 probably has a growing sense of confidence. They're going to want to control the outcome. So who would just take charge and say, we're going to do this, do you want to sign up, whether it would be equitable, because if the Nike SEC takes over, they're going to obviously benefit their member schools first. There's so many things that get in the way, but it, it, is a, it is a really good idea by Chip Kelly, and this is where things are heading. Here's what he's basically saying. There is no loyalty. There are no conferences that are permanent. There are no conferences that are forever. Even the SEC, in the long run, is going to absorb other schools, or else they're going to go away. Not on a five-year timeline, but on a 20-year timeline, absolutely. Your kids, if you have young kids like, like, like Tom does, and I have, my kids are 11 and, oh my God, 11 and 14. I almost said 11 and 8. Nope, they're 14 and 11. Tom's son is almost two. Did I get that right? Two this summer. They're going to grow up in a world where the SEC is going to have when Tom's kid goes to school, there's going to be 20 schools in the SEC, or 30. Or it's just going to be the Chip Kelly inaugural conglomerate of 132 schools, and the SEC is going to, the old SEC is going to be what controls it. I like it, Tom, as an idea. I don't think it's feasible that it'll get implemented in any way that is smooth or soon or competent, but it's a really good idea. I think it's well thought out by Chip, but to your point, I think it's all about power and who has the control. Nobody is going to let this thing slip away. Like, the SEC has power. Indianapolis, the Fat Cats, NCAA, they have power right now in a way that they think they have power. They don't really control anything in college football anymore, but they want to. They think I can't they wait do. till they get cut out. I can't wait till they get cut out. All right, good job, Chip Kelly. Uh, as I've mentioned, I had pneumonia. It was, it was rough. I'm, be- I'm better now. I feel I feel really good now. But Tom, when you have pneumonia, you can't really do anything. I watch a lot of TV. Uh, I got a great show for you. It's only 24 years old, 23 years old. I've never seen it before. Ready? Right in my wheelhouse. Band of Brothers. Have you seen this show? I have not. I believe it's HBO though. Yeah, okay. it's on Netflix though, which is like everything else. Is why I saw it. Um, think Saving Private Ryan, but probably better and 14 hours long instead of three hours long. Amazing show. Cried like a baby last night. Like you did when you heard I was coming back. Different reasons. Uh, Very excited to talk some NFL with Ryan Harris and some college football next year on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.